0: This is the Mark Dolan Way. Top tips for mind, body and soul, some great life hacks and my favourite products of the week. This show is available on all podcast platforms or you can watch it. Just subscribe to the Mark Dolan Way on YouTube and join the Facebook group. Enjoy. Welcome to the show. I hope you are very well and had a good week. Uh, Looking forward to talking to you today about a book I've been reading called The Four Agreements, which is an absolute game changer. But uh, before we do that, uh, first of all, let me check in with you. I hope, uh, as I say, hope it's been a good week for you. Um, It's going to be a shorter podcast today. Apologies for that. But that ties in with a key message in today's show, which is do what you can. So I've got about half an hour to spare. I would like the podcast to be longer because I'm a great believer in quantity over quality. I just love it. I love the American thing, you know, like The Simpsons. If The Simpsons was a British comedy, there would be 11 episodes. But in America, if something is popular, then the public just say, please give us loads. There are hundreds Maybe more than a 1,000 episodes of The Symptoms. How many episodes of The Simpsons are there? Let's have a look. How many Eps Simpsons? There you go. Let's have a look. Isn't it great when Google predicts the question? 750 episodes as of May 2023. That's remarkable, isn't it? The Americans just love a bit of volume. So I do believe in that. And we've talked about this before, haven't we? In terms of great creative endeavour. William Shakespeare, The Beatles, Elton John, David Bowie, Prince, Charles Dickens, J.K. Rowling. Volume, volume, volume. Churn it out, baby. Churn it out. Anyway, so I do like to have big, fat episodes. But today will be half an hour because it's all I've got time for, unfortunately. But there will be times when you want to do something a certain way. But the practicalities are limiting what you can actually do. So just do what you can. Give it your best shot and understand that it's not always going to be exactly how you anticipated it. Manage those expectations, baby. Um, If you're watching the show on the YouTube, I'm wearing a T-shirt and I always said that. I wouldn't wear T-shirts after about the age of 40 because I just don't think that men over 40 should wear T-shirts. I don't think it's a good look. I don't think it's appropriate. I just think it's what young men and young women do is is actually I've got no problem with older women wearing T-shirts. But I just don't, you know what? I don't even have a problem with certain older men wearing a T-shirt. But it's just it's not for me. Um I got to about the age of 40 and then if I was on holiday in a hot country, I would go for the shirts with the sleeves rolled up into a kind of short sleeved format. So it is a T-shirt, but really it's a shirt with a collar and buttons, a crisp shirt with collar and buttons. I just think that's a great look for an older guy when it's warm. Uh, The T-shirt, not so much. I've got no problem with shorts, by the way. I, I have and always will worn shorts in the summer and in fact I wear shorts all year round so it's currently September the 14th and I reckon I can get right through to January in shorts I believe I can do that I won't go in shorts if it's snowing outside because then on my motorbike I will fall over and it'll be slippery and I'll get my legs all chopped up and everything so I won't do that but I love a pair of shorts I don't know if this is the same elsewhere in the world, but here in the UK, for some reason, postal workers wear shorts all year round. I don't know why. It's the only professional group who wear shorts in midwinter. And I salute them for that. I've got a neighbor and what he does, he loves hiking. He's in shorts all year round. And the only thing that changes is the footwear. So he will have shorts exposing naked legs, knobbly knees, hairy shins, all the rest of it. But then he's got thick hiking socks and hiking boots. And I think that's a nice, that's a nice combo. He's got the shorts, but then the chunky hiking boots and the thick socks. And it just, it looks great. So get your, get your legs out, lads. I think men resist showing their legs too much. And I think what they show too much of is their upper body. I think we see too much, the male upper torso, not enough of the legs. So I'm not a T-shirt person, but here I am like a blinking hypocrite wearing what can only be described as what they call a T-shirt. Um And it's because I really like it. It's from Uniqlo. Do you know Uniqlo? I feel I can mention Uniqlo because it's quite an international brand. So wherever you're listening to this show, you may have a Uniqlo shop near you. Or you may be able to purchase UniGlo items from the internet, from the World Wide Web. It's a Japanese shop. Interesting price point. It's not cheap, cheap, and it's not expensive, expensive. I guess it's equivalent to Zara, because Zara is kind of posh gear, isn't it? But at reasonable prices, but not cheap, cheap. I think that UniGlo, U N I Q G L O, fits a similar range. It's a Japanese brand and at the risk of stereotypes. But are you allowed good stereotypes? I think you are. It represents much that I love about Japanese culture, which is fabulous. Build quality, great construction. This T-shirt will never die. So it's just well-crafted, well-built stuff. Japan has great designers, great engineers, great manufacturing. So the, the quality of Uniglo stuff, they do these down jackets. They're about 60 quid, which is, I think, a sort of mid-range price for for a, you know, an expensive down will cost you two, three, four hundred and a cheap one. Well, I don't think you'll get one for much less than 50. So I'd say Uniglo is at the lower end of that. Anyway, it's a lovely shop. Big fan. And I'm wearing the T-shirt because I just like it so much. It's um it's called well, I should probably look it up. So I'm just going to like pull the. um back of it down so i can read it aerism a-i-r-i-s-m short-sleeved in medium uh, it's made of polyester or something which i don't mind you see polyester gets a bad name because it's a man-made fiber and i totally agree i mean it's basically plastic but remember my motto which is you can buy nasty clothes which are bad for the environment if you really like them, and you wear them forever, then I think it's okay. So I will still have this t-shirt in 10 years time, and in 20 years time, and in 30 years, time, well, I don't know, will I still be here in 30 years time? But anyway, notwithstanding that, um, I love it. It's polyester. I think polyester is underrated. Let me just give it up for polyester, because there's a certain way, okay, it's not good when you sweat, because then when it dries, all the bacteria kind of sit within the polyester and it gets all stinky that's why woolen woolen clothes never get smelly because when wool is sweaty and then it dries it just kind of is self-cleaning and it's because wool has a natural kind of antibacterial quality to it did you know that it's a natural fiber and it just doesn't really get stinky you don't really need to wash wool you just need to air it who knew isn't that amazing but And if you do wash it, just wash it cold in some mild woolen detergent. And I'm also wearing this T-shirt. Well, I suppose it proves that you can contradict yourself and you can do U-turns and that's allowed. And here I am wearing a T-shirt. But also this T-shirt, what's it called again? I think it's Airism, is it? Let's just have another look. A-I-R-I-S-M. The fit is absolutely perfect. So I was actually in this shop helping my son get some T-shirts. And out of sheer crushing boredom, I tried some on myself just to kill the time because he was being a slow coach. So I grabbed a couple of these. And anyway, I put this Airism T-shirt on, which was for him, but he was busy trying on other stuff. So I'm like, well, I'll quickly try it on. We've got a similar frame. He's leaner than I am. NGL, that means not going to lie. It's the first letter of each word one after the other um but but we are more or less you know i'm i'm six five he's probably about six three and um yeah you know the, the 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 overall silhouette the footprint is is very similar which kind of handy he's getting to that age now he can borrow all my clothes he went to a school prom sort of end of year end of term end of secondary school party And he wore a dinner suit that I'd worn three nights previously with no alterations needed. I think I'm going to keep that dinner suit right. And that dinner suit has got to be my. It's got to be my. Sort of it's my red line about how fat I'm allowed to get. Okay, so I'm 49. That dinner suit fits me. It's like a kind of 38 long on the chest with a 30 inch waist and a 36 inside leg well I'll always have the 36 inside leg but I'm going to try to have that suit as a kind of marker that it's always got to fit me and if it stops not fitting me then I'm going to cut those carbs baby get those carbs down because if you want to lose weight I'm not an expert but from my experience reducing carbohydrate consumption causes you to get absolutely shredded do check out the low carb episode of this show from earlier in the series it's all there um so I'm in this shop and I need to kill time so I put on this t-shirt and remember I don't wear t-shirts. I bought a couple of t-shirts in the summer and I instantly fell out of love with them and took them back to the shop in shame thinking how could I have broken my own golden rule about t-shirts one was a minecraft t-shirt which is just a catastrophe. Because, you know, not only was this middle aged guy wearing a T-shirt, but it says Minecraft on it, which is just it's not the good look, really. It's it's highly, highly inappropriate for a man of my age and life experience to be wearing sort of children's cartoon animation on the front of my of my T-shirt. And so they went back. They went back. So I put this thing on. I looked in the mirror and I thought that is the greatest T-shirt I've ever seen in my life. It was actually blue. I'm wearing, I'm wearing, I've got several now because I've, I've gone mad, but um, it was a blue one in polyester, very lightweight, which is why it's called Aerism. And because it's polyester and it's very thin and very light, it hangs nicely on the body. It's not too clingy, not too grippy. It's very fine. It's like silk. So it's not hot. It's not sweaty. And it's just the right length. It just it hangs just below where the belt would be on a pair of trousers. And it's loose enough that it's not hugging my body and showing man boobs or anything. But yet it's still on the slimmer side. So it's figure hugging, but not figure gripping. So it's the right length. Uh, It's also just right on the arms as well. So it's a slim fit T-shirt, which just hangs beautifully. It's comfortable. It's a little bit of give. I tried the small. It was too tight. Medium, just right. Large, too big. Right. It's literally like Goldie and Goldilocks and the three bears. So it made me realize that if you are shopping and you're curious about clothes and stuff like that, don't worry about the color. Don't worry about the design. Go for the fits. And that's what really closed the deal for this T-shirt with me was the fit was just perfect. The right length, the right size, just correct on my body. You know, I could wear other things which look terrible and look great on someone else. But this T-shirt, You know, and we've all got clothes that suit us. So you could have stuff and I'll put it on and I'm just wrong, 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 wrong. But other people, let me give you an example Hoodies, I'll be honest with you, I I greatly respect the podcaster Joe Rogan, who is the most successful podcaster in the world. I always think, by the way, whether you like these people or not, I think it's nice to acknowledge success. Do you know what I mean? You could at least hand it to him that he's achieved quite something. I think it's 11 million listeners a week, something like that. So whether you like the guy or not, I think you acknowledge that like Elon Musk any of these people there is a British sitcom called Mrs Brown's Boys and my pals in the comedy circus of the UK were very dismissive of that show and very critical of it it's basically a traditional sitcom and it's a guy called Brendan O'Carroll and he's dressed up as a character called Mrs Brown who's this sort of Irish housewife Uh, It's quite vulgar and it's a lot of slapstick. It's not sophisticated, but I think it's funny. It makes my mother cry with laughter. But the snobby world of comedy, they don't like it and they think it's rubbish and they love to make jokes about it and even attack the BBC for commissioning it. Well, it's watched by and certainly has been watched by millions of people. It's successful. Can you just why don't you go and write a sitcom then? If Mrs. Brown's Boys is so bad, you go and write a sitcom, get get many millions of viewers and fair play to you. So success is success. I, I acknowledge it. I respect it. Do you know what I mean? There's stuff like Taylor Swift. Now, I haven't really dug deep into the oeuvre of Taylor Swift, but it's pretty obvious to me that she's a talented person that she's very hardworking, that she has application, that she looks great. She's clearly a remarkable person, an artist. I've not really heard too much that would cause me to put Taylor Swift onto my playlist. Not that that will keep her awake at night. But, you know, if you ask me about her, if she comes up in conversation, I'm not going to go, oh, I hate Taylor Swift or she's so rubbish or it's like, well, look, she's probably the biggest female singing star in the world maybe the biggest singing star of any gender in the world so good luck to her good luck taylor swift so i don't i don't attack anything comedy films anything it's like movies you didn't like it's like okay well well done them they they got it made didn't they they cast it they got the funding it was green lit some guy some woman wrote the script someone directed it they made a movie more movies than maybe you've made if you're being so critical so I admire Joe Rogan and the hooded top okay he knows how to wear a hooded top he looks so good is there anyone else in the world that looks better in a hoodie than Joe Rogan and by the way a hoodie is something that should really only be worn by younger men probably teenagers if we're honest but he is in his 50s now And he wears a hoodie and it's he's smashing it. Outstanding hoodie action. And the reason why I think is because he's he's short and wide, isn't he? He's very broad. He's barrel chested. He's a unit. He works out every day. He's very muscular. He's got a low center of gravity, big, wide neck, chunky head, bald. And he just, he fills that thing. He fills that hoodie. He's so muscular that you can actually see the outline of muscles on his arms when he's wearing a hoodie. No one's ever, you, you've never seen muscles on someone whilst wearing a hoodie. But he he, he bulges through this, this device. So he looks good in a hoodie. So, you know, depending on what you wear. But why does it work? Because the fit, it fits his body really well. And I'm, I'm long and stringy you put a hoodie on i just look disastrous it's 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 not happening it's very underwhelming so go for um, go for fit rather than style or design remember my little hack from a few shows ago which is you might have something buy fewer clothes but better and you might have something that you really like but the fit isn't perfect buy it take it to a cheap alteration place And get them to take it in or adjust it. And you'll be so, so happy. Have I ever told you this before? I did the most amazing thing with an alteration person once. Which is, yeah, I'm sure I've told you, but I'll quickly tell you again. Which is two pairs of jeans, which I think were £10 each. And then I sacrificed one pair. They're identical jeans. And what my lady did is that she cut the bottoms off one. Then cut the bottoms off the other and added a bit of the fabric from the legs of one pair of jeans to the other to make them longer. Because I really loved the jeans. They were just right on the waist, but they were too short. So we literally cannibalized from another pair of jeans onto that. And I think the alteration cost me a tenner. The jeans cost me £10 each. So that was 30 quid all in for a perfect pair of jeans with the perfect fit. And I didn't even throw away the sacrifice jeans because then I cut them to the knee and they are shorts, which I've given to a postman. So there you go. That is my thing. Go for the fit. Um, The other thing is do check out the low carb episode of the show. Um, If ever you change your diet or lifestyle, please consult your doctor. I'm not an expert. I'm not a scientist. I have no professional knowledge whatsoever. All I can tell you is I gave up carbohydrates in June 2018 and lost three stone. My blood pressure came down. I've never felt better. And I kept it off by staying on a low carbohydrate diet. Um, What you do, you go low carb to to really get shredded. You go low carb. And then when you hit your target, you can bring a bit of carb back in. So when I was really going for it, I was like below 50 grams of carbohydrate a day. Now I can do I can I can easily do 100 carbs, 100 or below of carbohydrates a day, which I would call lowish carb. And that's fine. That is still much fewer carbs than most people have. Uh, which is why I'll have, you know, like have a couple of biscuits or something. It's OK. It's allowed or a slice, a slice of toast with my fried eggs. But I don't go mad and I don't have sugar. Still kept off the sugar. Because that's an easy win. Not having sugar is. I mean, if you only stopped having sugar, that would already be a game changer. Um, but, yeah, I was going to say to you, if you want to go back to that low carb episode, um, Another aspect of sort of clothes and stuff like that I noticed is that when I lost weight, I became less fussy about what clothes I wore. And I didn't feel the need to buy as many clothes because I was happy with my body and therefore sort of happy in in most clothing. Whereas before, when I was a bit chubby, I think, you know, you, you decorate yourself just to distract and to cheer yourself up take your mind off the fact that you've got a bit of a beer belly and all the rest of it you know whereas now i kind of you know i'm comfortable i like my frame and everything so therefore i dress my body in a more simple um uncomplicated pared down way and it's just a shirt and that was a t-shirt who knew or like i've, I've got i've just just wear these crew neck jumpers again or quite a slim fit Pair of jeans, job done. Jobs are good and don't have to overthink it. Um, And that's uh, that is all from my personal experience achieved with with low carb. And I actually caused a bit of a stir on the Internet this week because I tweeted um, some frustration. Let me find myself on the Internet. What an indulgent thing to do. I tweeted the following. The majority of people can reverse type 2 diabetes and lose weight easily by drastically reducing their carbohydrate consumption. However, our glorious NHS prefers medication and advises patients to continue eating carbohydrates. Make it make sense is what I finished the tweet with. And a clown face. If you listen to the low carb episode, you'll understand why it's confusing that the NHS recommends that people eat carbohydrates when they're diabetic or if they're overweight it doesn't make sense but look hey we can debate that another time but um yeah just i'd mention something topical there that i got um definitely got people talking which i like to do um loving having your company i've got about a few minutes now to tell you "Mm, what should we do yeah i think we'll do this um I'm a big fan of Dr. Phil. He's an American broadcaster. What is he, a psychotherapist or an analyst? He basically helps human beings. I find him to be a great broadcaster. I find him to be very down to earth. He's got southern charm. He's got a moustache, which is normally a red line for me, but it kind of works on him. He's chunky. He's your chunky, very lovable uncle. And he's got your back. He's had a hard life. His father was a raging alcoholic and he had quite a difficult childhood. But like a lot of people that go through difficult times and and a difficult childhood, he himself has sort of prevailed over that and sort of channeled that energy, channeled that pain into understanding and breaking down the human psyche and helping others and turning his own life around as well. I think that's the thing. If you have a really difficult time and you can change yourself, turn your life around, well, then you've got a bit of a superpower, haven't you? You're a bit of a Superman or you're a bit of a Superwoman. Do you remember Superwoman? I think they call it Supergirl and it was rubbish, wasn't it? I think I'm ready for Superwoman. I guess you've got Catwoman and Wonder Woman, but why not Superwoman? I think so. If she could beat up Superman. That'd be quite entertaining, wouldn't it? So Hollywood, you're welcome for that idea. Um, He is a great guy, Dr. Phil. I recommend his podcast. He's got many books out, which I shall read for this show. And I shall impart his wisdom with you and then encourage you to buy his books. Um, But there's a few things that he says about relationships. And one is this idea of, let's say, with a friend or a colleague or your partner, you get into arguments and he says you don't have to win the argument right so next time you get into conflict with your with your partner just drum that into your head i don't have to win this argument so my partner comes in with a proposition and she says the atlantic is the best ocean in the world you think it's the pacific it's okay for her to think that the atlantic's the best and for you to think that the pacific is the best If you go into the mentality that we can discuss, which is the best ocean, you can say, well, there are more liters of water in the Atlantic. But then she can say, yes, but the Pacific is colder and has more sharks, you know, throw data at each other. okay? throw some facts in each other's direction. But. You don't have to win this argument. In fact, you shouldn't win the argument. You can just make it a discussion. But in your head, there's no winning here because for you to win implies that somehow you're right and they're wrong well there's never a black and white about anything when it comes to a discussion so many of the arguments we have are a matter of opinion and subjective and can change Uh, but also if you do sort of essentially you know, demolish your partner and completely destroy them in an argument. Well, that's not going to make them feel great, is it? They're defeated, they're wounded, they're bleeding, metaphorically. Do you want to do that to the person you love or a colleague or a friend? No, you don't. So if you have the mentality that I don't have to win this argument, then you are away with the mixer, as my mother would say, that away with the mixer is a good thing. I should write that down, by the way. That would be a good name for a book, wouldn't it? Away with the mixer. I wonder if I should... um interview my mum and get her life advice and do a whole episode on that and that'd be quite good i will do that because she's a very wise lady as is my dad uh interview mother (laughs) write it down folks or you'll forget it remember that golden rule i've got a to-do list on my phone absolute game changer you don't have to win this argument Dr. Phil says that when couples or colleagues or friends, it's all the same, it's all relationships, when they do have a discussion, the focus is to be heard, not to be hurt. That's what Dr. Phil says. Hurt. H. Sorry, heard. <laughs> Careful. Get it right. Don't want to misrepresent Dr. Phil because he will sue my ass. Um. You want to be heard, H E A R D, not H U R T. Okay? So if you're having this discussion, focus your energy on I don't have to win this argument and you're listening. And then you can say to them, Look, I hear what you're saying. I just need you now to hear me. So do you mind just hearing me and hear each other? So you're hearing each other, you're not hurting each other. Absolutely brilliant advice. Dr. Phil says something else, which I think is an absolute game changer. This is ridiculous. This is this is up there with some of my own creations, such as do bad work or give it three seconds. Dr. Philers, I mean, this is so good. Are you ready? It's the last bit of the podcast today. It's a short one. Apologies. Here we go. He says that the causes of problems. Are often very complex okay the causes of problems are often very complex and it could to be to do with childhood experience and how you were brought up and the values that were bestowed upon you and your time at school and things could have happened to you in life little incidents accidents dramas you name it okay events dear boy events so problems Often have a very complex background that you, by the way, could spend years deconstructing and decoding at great expense. Okay, so the background to problems is complex, but are you ready for this? This is so good. The solutions are usually very simple. How good is that? So the cause of problems is complex, the solutions are simple and easy, easy, so easy. So, for example, the reason why you're late could be so complicated. If you're a late person, the psychology there is murky, to say the least, isn't it? Fear of failure, um, trying to control other people, making people wait for you, trying to bring certainty into a chaotic world. Who knows why you're late? Attention deficit disorder. The psychology is unlimited, but there's no point deconstructing and understanding why you're late. But if you make a commitment just from literally from now that you're going to every single appointment you have, you're going to be 15 minutes early and you're going to do a little calculation in advance to guarantee being 15 minutes early. Well, then you've fixed it. The 15 minute rule. There you go. I have the 15 minute rule. Be 15 minutes early for everything. So dentist appointment is at 3 p.m. You live 30 minutes away from the dentist. 3 p.m. appointment. You live 30 minutes away. Now the naughty you leaves at 2.30 or even 2.35. So 2.35, you get there at five past three. Like all late people, in a sweat. So sorry. Apologies to traffic. You lie. You're lying about why you're late. Terrible. Rubbish. Instead... You think to yourself, well, no, I'm going to have made this new rule. I'm going to be 15 minutes early for every appointment. So if it's three o'clock, that is not in my vocabulary. Three o'clock is not in my, it is 2.45 is when I have to be, have to be there. 2.45, not three. I have to be there. Okay. I've got my own time zone. So Los Angeles is what? Eight hours behind London. Well, no. Okay. So you're going to be 15 minutes behind the world. No, you're ahead of the world, aren't you? 15 minutes. Is it ahead behind if you're 15 minutes early? You're 15 minutes ahead. OK, so you're plus 15. So that means that you leave the house at 2.15. Not 2.20 or 2.25, 2.15 and you arrive at 2.45. We could spend 12 years analysing why you're a late person. But with that rule, it's gone. It doesn't matter what the reasons are or what the background is, because the solution was very simple. The 15 minute rule, that's a decision and you don't need any coaching. You don't need therapy. You just and by the way, proof, I always do this proof that you can do this. If you're a late person, proof that you can do the 15 minute rule is as follows. You might be listening going, I just I can't I can't do that. I'm so late. I'll never manage it. Okay. If I told you that if you stuck to the 15 minute rule for four weeks, you'd receive a million pounds in your bank account. But if you were one minute late ever, you would forfeit that cash. Do you think for a million pounds you could be 15 minutes early for everything for a month? Could you do that? The answer is yes. And for a million quid, you know what you do? You've got your appointment at three. You wouldn't be leaving at 2.15, would you? Because you can't risk like a train strike or anything like that. So you'd probably leave at 1.45, giving yourself way more time just to make sure that you fulfilled your promise to be 15 minutes early. Anyway, I love it. I don't know. I hope you share my enthusiasm for it. But don't worry about why you are the way you are or these annoying things that are going on. Your partner. I did a show about problems and the number of people that come on stage. And and the wife would say, you know, he's great and everything, but he just leaves wet towels on 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 the bed or on the floor and he keeps doing it. And she knows he knows she doesn't like it and they fight about it. It's like he's probably doing that for some complex reason to do with insecurity or bad habits as a child or an attitude he's got towards women or passive aggressive or anything else. Right. It's causing needless conflict. Just don't do it. Don't leave wet towels on the bed. There's a very funny sketch by the comedian Harry Hill, and he features a TV documentary in which someone, I think, is addicted to biscuits. They keep eating biscuits and they can't stop. It's everyday biscuits. And it just cuts back to Harry Hill in the studio going, stop eating biscuits. Stop eating biscuits. Stop eating biscuits. Anyway, it's very funny. But, you know, why that person eats so many biscuits is complex. But the fix is not to have biscuits anymore jobs are good and right this was supposed to be half an hour um it's 34 minutes i've loved your company it's been great to chat and we'll do a bumper big fat episode next week i mean i shouldn't be making these big promises but i hope to give you more volume next week and i'm looking forward because we're going to do something special I, i hilariously i mentioned it at the beginning of this podcast and we never got to it so it'll be next week and we're going to do a stunning book called the four agreements which will change your life. Thanks for listening. Please tell your friends, tell your family. Um, If you watch us on YouTube, please subscribe. Please give us an honest review on your favourite podcast platform. And I'll see you in a week's time. Um, In the next seven days, just remember, do what you can. Okay, just do what you can. Give it your best shot. And I'll see you in a week. Bye-bye.